Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Roll conversations with Chrome's. Have Dope G with me here. Hell yeah. What's up, man? Ish, everything good, man. Everything good. I just need to find out, like, can I be more free than radio here? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. You can say shit. <laughs> that wasn't me by the way i didn't say shit <laughs> man, it's great to have you here man like um even like when we'd have the radio interviews it was always interesting to have you on the show because i find that you always try to give like a deep answer more because a lot of people in the industry don't like to go too deep with the mm-hmm. answers it's just like oh, a little surface you yeah. know not too deep just scratch a little bit and then that's it. Alright. Yeah. That's word, man. <laughs> now I wanna know a lot of you. Like the last time I was at the station, like no disrespect to, you know, whoever. But um I low key felt the void, you know what I mean? Yeah. So oh, so for real? Yeah, 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 yeah. So so I I'm just glad to hear that you're back on radio. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hear you, but you waiting for the album, man. I'm waiting I'm waiting for the album, dude. Like <laughs> It is so bad. Um, you know, the thing is, like, this is the part where I explain what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Um, the the environment in which I'm working in, man, like, it's um, it's a bit different. I'm still trying to readjust to being independent. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I mean, like, Slam Dunk is more indie than, you know, Taurus music, for example. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, um, basically, like, you know, um, Holster gives us, like, all the freedom to do whatever it is that we need to do. Yeah. So, like, I've been working on my own terms and all of that stuff. And, like, the certain things that I hoped would happen right there and then, which just sort of didn't. Yeah. So, I'll tell you, though, uh, it's practically done. I know I've said this before, but, like, right now, it's practically done. Even I am frustrated with, like, how many times I've had to push it forward. But, like, it feels like it's done right now. Okay. So, why do you feel like it's done now? Like, what what are you hearing when you play it that makes it feel like it's ready to get out there? I intentionally did not record the the deeper, more soulful songs. Yeah, because, like, um, I struggle more with, or I used to struggle with commercial songs. Yeah, so I knew that that would come easy, or at least I thought it would come easy. So I already know, like, the two songs that I need to record, for example. Like, I know what it is that I need to talk about, but then, like, I had a challenge finding a producer who would actually bring that out for me, yeah. And uh, the gents that I was hoping I would work with, I unfortunately couldn't get, like, on the time that I want to get them. Okay. Yeah. Who are those people? Uh, you would live with you too. You're more independent now, so you make all the decisions. Yeah, I hear you, man. But the thing is, like, you know, as long as the album is not out, like, I don't want to mess around and just, you know, mention the producers' names and stuff, and then just be like, oh snap, so this is what you said. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. Next next time I'm on this podcast, I'll definitely mention it. But yeah, yeah, I do have a few people that I prefer to work with because I feel like they understand me a little more than you know. Yeah, because like in studio, I don't just want a beat maker. I want a producer. So somebody who uh, tap into the vision of the song that I'm trying to make. Yeah, so that's the whole back, really. So, like, Flowers is... Um, 
let me say a bit like a soft yeah <laughs> it, it, it is soft yeah for a rapper mm-hmm. how did you arrive at that that sounds like a very brave thing for a rapper to do you know i'm uh, <laughs> i'm at that point in life where i i'm really aware of my environment you know what i mean like when we were rapping when we started out like we were teenagers and stuff and like you know you sort of buy into this hip-hop culture which is not necessarily real for us here you know what i mean like you know i'm gangster we don't smile in pictures we don't you know what i mean i'm just like yeah and then like as i went through my journey i started to realize that you know i actually speak to the females more than i speak to the guys to a certain extent or like you know the the females sort of just i don't know they love the image or whatever i don't know what it is you know so i started to sort of try and backtrack to see what it is that you know um it was about me that sort of had females looking at me that way and then i realized i'm like look i grew up in a house full of women yeah and like that is something that can never be changed about me that is that is just true that is you know what i mean so like i'm more in touch with like you know i hate to say it but like my sensitive side you know what i mean like it's it's yeah it's, it flows better when i'm talking to females about this <laughs> where's abby when we need her yeah Yeah, so (laughs) yeah man so like i thought about it like i actually wanted to name it like something a little more you know deeper more artistic or whatever but i was like wait flowers dude like you know in as much as like any urban man out there you will have to touch these flowers somehow you know what i mean yeah you i've seen guys on valentine's day you know what i mean yeah. you could be laughing at me saying no nah, that's soft but I, my dudes i've seen you i've seen you but the thing is mm-hmm. i think is it because like for me when i listen to like your lyrics mm-hmm. you're like you like i said like mm-hmm. you don't only touch the surfaces deeper than that so mm-hmm. i'm thinking flowers isn't necessarily what we think is just flowers is there, is there like an <laughs> intricate like meaning that goes with that mm. it's just flowers. okay i've shared this story once um one of the radio interviews that i did um the whole concept for the i knew for certain like even before i made the song for example flowers i knew for a fact that i was going to have a song where i talk about flowers okay. because why i had gone through uh, an experience where I we had a family wedding in like December, okay? And then like on the 1st of January my aunt, the mother to the bride of the person who, you know, was getting married, she ended up in a coma and like 2 weeks later she passed on, okay? Yeah. Now um my mother's side of the family is Jehovah's Witness and then Jehovah's Witnesses don't believe in putting flowers on somebody's grave. Yeah. So the whole thing, like, we ended up having a debate at the, the the graveyard and all of that stuff about, you know, whether or not we should put those flowers in that grave. And, you know, like, you know, there was a lot of tension within the family, like, in just that, that period, in that moment. Yeah. And I was just thinking, okay, you know what? Like, this is crazy, dude. Like, it's just flowers. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, I started thinking, I'm like, okay, you know what? Why do we want to make such a big deal out of it, like, when somebody has passed on? Like, why don't we give them these flowers while they're still alive? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I started just thinking, I'm like, okay, wait. Um, family wedding there were a lot of flowers there when somebody passes on there's a lot of flowers there as well you know what i mean so i'm like look there's a there's a huge link here you know what i mean like you know these are things that we love they they symbolize so much yeah it's not just them physically i feel like it's the symbolic meaning behind them because you know when you think of graduations that's when people bring them out or whatever yeah when somebody is sick like i was actually laughing uh, last time i was at the uh, clinic they actually have a, a sign 
saying please don't bring any flowers here like say it with your words and not with flowers yeah because like flowers apparently you know they they're pretty poisonous or whatever and put i don't know there was something crazy like that yeah so found it pretty interesting yeah but to me i feel like it's uh, more of the symbolic meaning behind it yeah so i was willing to take that risk i really just wanted something which is a bit more colorful i, I wanted to call it like the like a box of crayons but then like uh, not box of crayons something like crayons at some point <laughs> yeah because of the way like you know you paint a picture or like it just takes you back to a really important time but then um chance the rapper had something called coloring books i was like no no i can't really take it there but it's pretty much the same thing that i was trying to embody but then like with flowers it's more of the symbolic meaning and you know i was i felt like it was touching on like a lot of things like you know where symbolic meaning is concerned yeah okay and and the last time you and i um we had a radio interview you mentioned you know the, the whole thing of asking your fans to help you not really not necessarily help but just you know probably throw in some suggestions mm-hmm. as to what you wanted to like what they would like the album to be mm-hmm. called and you wanted something local like a, mm-hmm. a local name a traditional sort yeah. of thing what happened to that there's certain english words which could just pass for like traditional words you know what i mean like when you think of my flower i know where i grew up dude like <laughs> I don't know of a certain of a single person who cannot say the word flowers, you know what I mean? Yeah. So well, Yeah, but like originally I did want something like that, but then like along the way man like you know th- your mind will change. So I don't I didn't want to like be bound by, you know, what it is that I had said. Yeah, and I felt like this one because of the title track it meant a little more to me than you know anything else so yeah i thought about it but I was like well, you know what chances are this is not my last album so who <laughs> <laughs> we'll take suggestions for the next one yeah mm. all right so like what what what's the what's the overall message then in this album what are you like after i believe like when you listen to an album mm. the artist that makes it wants you to have a certain experience when you listen to it mm. you know it's like if it's the kendrick album he was telling us about you know like black lives matter mm-hmm. and, you know his background mm-hmm. growing up same with like j cole like mm-hmm. you know going back to where he grew up and making yeah. an album and stuff mm-hmm. so like what are we experiencing with the flowers album with dog g um you know the thing is like i've gone through a lot of soul searching you know what i mean like i've been trying to see what it is that my purpose is you know what i mean and you know no matter what book you read nobody will tell you saying okay you know what as you read this i'm telling you the reader that this is actually your purpose and they'll tell you or whatever but like um throughout this journey man like i've realized one thing is is practically inevitable you know we are we are like seeds on this earth and you know like you know even when you go religious like you know um the first commandment that god gave adam and eve was like to to be fruitful you know just produce and then there's some scholars who will argue to say look it wasn't just talking about children but just you know he was talk- talking about bringing something to the world that is not there already yeah so like when i look at flowers man like even the the intro for example let me just take you into the the album a bit like the intro is just like being a seed that was planted on this earth and then you know you start to germinate all right so you're taken care of like you know you're nurtured what and then you start to grow right so you grow to a point where you're able to produce flowers 
Now, from that point where you're, you're fully blossoming and blooming and all of that stuff, like these are like your heydays, right? From there, the only thing that's next is for you to produce fruit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just want people to be aware that, you know, I know that most of my fans are in that age range or they're approaching that age range or they've just been through you know what i mean so like we're at that point where we're like okay you know what we're about to produce seed like what are we teaching our seeds or whatever you know what i mean like what direction because like right now it feels like the destiny of our nation and you know the destiny of our communities and all of that stuff like it's in our hands right now you know what i mean so yeah to me it was just like okay you know what i'm at that point where you know i'm ready to bear fruit you know what I mean? So I'm blossoming right now. Yeah. So I'm just trying to make everybody aware of that fact and just, you know, sort of help people who are looking inside themselves to sort of see what it is that their purpose is or whatever. Just know that the first point is just realizing that you're a seed on this earth. You expect it to grow. Yes, you'll be taken care of until a certain point. But from there, you will produce seed. So you also produce your own seed. Yeah. So you feel like you're carrier of a mess of like a message yeah to your demographic of people definitely yeah definitely i mean like i don't know like i had actually posted something on um on social media where um i started speaking to kids um yeah in high schools and like i wish i could post the whole thing but you know bundles but like (laughs) (laughs) now like typically i know people don't really watch long long videos so i just wanted to just give like a little snippet but then the whole thing is i really do believe in the next generation i feel like if people had taken the time to actually speak to us as well like you know just looking at the the world of possibilities that's out there like we wouldn't be stuck in the same mind frame that people have where now you go to school you get a job you work for yourself you probably buy yourself one house and you die like it's it shouldn't be that way i think that you know we're at, we're at a point where we can change the future of our nation you know what i mean so it's just it's making the decision and just pointing people's minds in certain directions i am i'm at a point where i can't go and start learning physics and start saying oh no you know what i'll invent things which will help with our load shedding or whatever but then there's kids out there like they they have all the time in the world you know what i mean yeah so it's small small things like that i'm just trying to point people to be aware of the problems that we have and also be aware that nobody will come through to come and solve our problems for us yeah so you know just finding solutions really and how long have you known this like being this bearer of a message like is it something you've grown up with or certain experiences that just came along the way uh, it's it's i've been trying to find what it is that i am meant to do for quite a while now like i'm talking about like maybe three four years or whatever because like you go through certain highs because people tell you now the 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 one thing that you know uh, like where music is concerned like now once you have a hit you know what i mean you've made it mm. yeah and then like you experience having a hit and you're just like nah and then like they tell you no nah, i try going international or whatever and then you have a taste of that international life and still man like you still feel like a a, a certain void still you know what i mean and then like um i remember meeting the big homie double hp and you know everybody was firing all these questions but then like the time that i had to just like speak to him alone i just said how do you keep from being bored you know what i mean and then he just now this is a man who just schooled us in the booth dude like we had been in the booth for like maybe 30 minutes to an hour and just like the the knowledge was kicking and just the way he goes about 
music the way he makes music it's it comes so natural to him you know what i mean yeah charismatic guy yeah he is dude like it's 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 amazing and this is a person who's achieved a whole lot i mean this man had nas on his album dude and then like he was humble enough to actually reach out to us to come and do a joint with him you know what i mean so yeah so i asked him i just said look how do you keep from being bored and just say look i i i am bored right now dude like i was bored and that's the reason that's the time he was doing that diraja walk where he walked from south africa all the way to kenya or whatever and he just said look i'm also just looking for new experiences but then like uh i said look there has to be something divine which led this man to to come to us because like me personally being in the booth with him i really learned a whole lot so from then man like i've just been questioning myself saying okay you know what and then you start to realize the older you grow the more the reality of death starts to settle in and you, you see all these guys who pass away and like like you want to you want to be a tupac than yeah. than a shorty low no disrespect you know what i mean like yeah. you you sort of want to impact people's lives or whatever yeah so i've always been trying to ask myself or whatever and i i do realize that i won't do music forever but even when i move from the music let it teach me something that i will still carry forward to continue with my mission or whatever so yeah i think you know i've been i've been trying i look at music as something way bigger than just records and hits and beats or whatever i think that's also the one thing which has gotten me to a point where i can experiment so freely mm. yeah like when i did my hair that was brave yeah and that it was a brave move, <laughs> for days like it just it was like from you mm-hmm. that was so left field yeah. like mm-hmm. what it, what is he trying to do then you listen to the song more yeah. and then it sort of sinks in like okay mm-hmm. and then when then we had the conversation of um, you said I'm trying to make music that I can listen to when I'm 35 mm-hmm. or 40. Yeah. So now looking at all this effort that mm-hmm. you put into your music, I mean, like you're thinking way beyond, you know, instrumentals and lyrics, mm-hmm. vocals. Do you have this thing where you're afraid that people will just listen to it and just not take it as serious as you are taking it because <laughs> it looks like this is your life this is like your mm-hmm. whole life you're giving to someone yeah and then well there's you know there is that chance but then like i feel like like the whole um thing that i've been going with is just each one teach one you know what i mean and you won't tell me that um when i drop a song there people aren't listening mm-hmm. you know what i mean like if i can just plant that little they say the what is the the actual term like every every thought is a seed or something like that you know what i mean so er, anything that i can make you think of right now it will stay in your head question is are you going to water it for it to grow or are you just going to you know let like other thoughts like weeds come and take over you know what i mean so like i feel like if i can just plant that in people's heads it's not every single body who actually take it seriously or whatever but then like i do see like i feel the wave you know what i mean like when i drop something for example when i drop flowers all of a sudden like i've noticed like there's quite a number of people who still talk about you know giving people flowers while they're still alive and they use that actual terminology you know what i mean and like to me i really feel like if i can do that dude like my mission will be complete it would be nice to actually have the horizon sort of widened or whatever but then like if even if i reach 10 people and my message actually reaches on those 10 people like i always tell people i'm like look if i touch your life please go find somebody else's life to touch Mm. yeah so i feel like you know the ripple has been started 
So even if it's not like, you know, 2 million people who pick up the message, I feel like if I can even impact like 10 people for real, for real, Ish, dude, like you never know I could come out of that. Mm. Yeah. So like you talked about, you know, for a fact that you won't do music forever. Mm-hmm. Do you have like a, a time when you feel like you're just going to hang the mic up like this? It's done, guys. I'm, I'm out of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily, man. Like as you keep doing it, the thing with um with age man like you you feel things more than you see it you know what i mean especially like i'm a really attentive dude like i don't talk much so like most of the time i sit around just observing things you know what i mean so even like right now there's like younger artists who are coming up or whatever and i love that like i love the new wave of younger artists if anything like i I love working with them more um yeah and i just you know stay kicking knowledge to them but then right now it feels so natural for me to be doing music and nothing else like it feels so natural so i don't want to disrupt that you know what i mean of course like i will make other future plans but then like most of them are secondary to music right now yeah but like we'll see man i'm pretty sure i'll feel it like Mm. it's the same thing as you know before you move out of home or whatever like at times you feel so comfortable at home and then all of a sudden like you know just you're like i'm a grown man you can't be can't be sending me to bring you a remote control you know what i mean yeah and then next you have all the freedom like you actually feel like you're a deputy parent but still you just feel like yeah so i'm pretty sure when it's time to move on i'll, I'll know what time it is man like i'll definitely yeah but meantime man ish, going with it, yeah yeah so you'd like to be like a jay-z ish, yeah, that's a lot of you see jay-z is a movement dude like <laughs> his hustle like it's it's crazy man so like already if i want to be a jay-z i'm a bit late jay-z had his first album at 26 yeah 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 so i'm i'm a bit late yeah you're not 30 you're not yet no no are you at liberty to say how old you are yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm i'm comfortable with my age i turn 28 next month 28 yeah this is when you make you're making your first album yeah i mean like i'm earlier than rick ross i'll tell you that strange you know no, I'm playing, man. Like, I'm playing. <laughs> Technically, it's not my first album. You know what I mean? That's the beauty with this. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. I think if we have to go first, how old was I in 2011 when we dropped thingy? That was, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. 24? Yeah, maybe about 24. 24. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And, like, because I was born in December, most of the things that I experienced throughout the year, I experienced them. Like, it feels like it's a year before. So, mm-hmm. chances are I was... 22 23 going into that mm-hmm. like when we started the process of making the album so most of it was made when i was 23 so mm-hmm. yeah it's a pretty good time okay yeah so you know like i just want to get like a definite stance on mm-hmm. on the group mm-hmm. like like for us to just stop talking about <laughs> what has happened to the group i can only make a quarter of a statement so or is it a third a third of a statement yes yeah, so what's going on the group is it done can you say it's done okay i'll give you the honest truth from how i understand things and how i look at things and how i feel things we're a bit older we've got more responsibilities so it's harder to actually split everything a couple of ways okay yeah so right now like even i will tell you i'm like okay you know what in this moment if you had to tell me nah listen do some zone fam things or whatever with how far I feel like I have come with making my album. It will come secondary. Like I won't do it wholeheartedly. Yeah. But then like, um, 
with time like there's i've already like spaced out my my year or whatever like for 2017 i feel like it does allow for music to be made that's on my part so i have to consult with the other parties who are involved as well to see how possible it is but i mean like musically man like i'll tell you this being alone stuff it's lonely like i actually have a joint on the album where i talk about that but it's 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 extremely lonely i'll tell you that straight so it's better to have your brothers around you but then again you also have to look at you know the realistic side of things and yeah so at the moment it's been really tricky like to make music as a collective yeah because like when we dropped slow-mo for example slow-mo could only go so far because we didn't even have the time to go and do radio promos and stuff yeah and that was that was potentially a big record but then like a record comes down to how much work you put in it yeah, to actually promote it yeah mm-hmm. exactly because yeah. i mean uh, when was the last time i had all of you guys in one room that was what year was that was that two years ago or something mm. was it a year ago i can't remember what year that was oh yeah I think there was a time that um, me and Jay had dropped records on the same day. I could have been 2014. Um, he dropped Itunthulu Remix, and I dropped um, Quantama Boutique. Yeah, ish. I'm getting old, dude. I'm even forgetting my songs. <laughs> yeah, so I remember like all of us actually came through, but I don't remember um, anything else coming out which we were promoting as in the four of us. As it were, yeah. I think mm-hmm. I think that was the time when I had all of you guys in yeah. the studio. Mm. I mean, like looking at where Zone Fam came from, mm. you know, and you know, hearing you say it's very difficult for you guys to come together. It's it's quite depressing for a lot of people. I, I'm pretty sure you get that from mm. your fans all the time. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's like now they do you feel they have to choose who they go with? Or are they just all supporting all of you at the same time? I really... Personally, I'll tell you straight. Like, I hate to put the fans in a position where they sort of have to pick. Mm. Yeah, so even when I know, for example, that J-Rox is dropping a song or whatever, or, like, there's news that he needs to do on a date that I had announced to do something, mm-hmm. um, I'll personally, like, you know, hold my my thingies back. Yeah, like when um when I found out about the the MTV thing, that's the date that I was supposed to drop my two singles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I held them back. I said, "Nah, listen, this is you know his moment to shine." You know what I mean? But you can't really pick what people think because even the time we were together would still get like you know uh, negative mm-hmm. things being said. Regardless, you know what I mean? So you can't always be on the good side of the people. But you know, we try and make it look like. And sometimes, man, like, it's it's really psychological. Sometimes they'll try and put you against each other. You know what I mean? Yeah, because, like, um, there are all these, like, silly... Because the Twitter crowd, oh, my God. <laughs> Black Twitter. <laughs> hey, sh- <laughs> yeah, they're ruthless, dude. Like, you know, yeah. Like, I remember, like, it took me a while to actually release music since, um, you know, from the group or whatever. And Jay had been doing his thing for over about a year. Yeah, and then, like, I came through... It wasn't even my own record. It was, um... It was KB's record. Uh, my diary, yeah. And I saw tweets like, Oh, snap! He's like the Kelly Rowland of the group. You know what I mean? And she's just like, <laughs> Really? <laughs> so, yeah, like... <laughs> they do make those comparisons. And you try and, um... 
you just try and brush it aside but like yeah. yeah it's like i said man like i really i really do miss the the whole you know working together thing like it's we we achieved way more like right now some of the struggles that i'm having with promoting my music those would have been done like in a week if i was with the with the team you know what i mean but then here's the crazy thing um i think about a week ago i was performing somewhere right it was a daytime show so like naturally there were a lot of kids who came through all right so i'm going through my set right and then like i got to a point where i needed to do some zone fam songs okay and um i asked the kids i'm like do you know a song called boza and then all of them just went no so i was like oh so i look at them like i had to do quick math just to sort of understand what was going on dude like these kids were probably like um nine eight that was the average age there okay they were not born i think they were born because boza came out four years ago that was 2012 and like when you look at them, they probably couldn't reason or whatever. Like, they probably just don't... And a whole lot has happened in four years. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, these kids, they looked at me as an individual artist. Like, they don't know the group side of things, for example. Yeah. So, like, when, you know, um, for example, like, my hair came on and you see them wilding out and you're like, ooh, okay, this is awkward. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was a... It was a shocker. I'll tell you that straight. Like, I didn't see that one coming. You know what I mean? Because mostly you find yourself performing for adults and, you know, you sort of feel like, okay, you know what? And the adults sort of know what it, where you're coming from, what you're able to do. Because there's times, I won't lie to you, like, there's times when I really want to be lyrical in a song, like, you know, metaphors and punchlines and similes and all of that stuff. And you're like, okay, you know what? I spent a couple of years of my career just doing that. How's about, like, I sort of dumb it down and just, you know, just speak you know what i mean yeah so you sort of have that going on and then like you realize that there's kids coming up who probably like they don't know that side of you so like it puts pressure on me as an artist as well i'm like okay look i have to introduce myself in that light to them as well so yeah just like developing yourself in a way like it's it's not as easy as it looks i know it's not (laughs) what do you think is the worst thing about being a celebrity in zambia um I wish I could write a whole book about that. But <laughs> what's the worst thing um, about being a celebrity in this side of the world? Okay, there's two extremes, right? You've got the people who expect you to sort of, without them actually putting any any financial support, you have the people who want to look at you. They want you to come off like you're extremely financially successful. All right. So you meet them in spots. They'll come to you asking you for money or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's that side. Right. And then there's um, working class slash corporate, you know, um, Zambians who just look at you like you're a beggar. You know what I mean? So, yeah. No, no, not even like bougie, dude. Like there's certain offices you step into and then they just reduce you to just like another one of those you know what i mean and like i don't know if it's because of the um, the 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 caliber of artists who've come up the past couple of years because like personally like i grew up watching the mondo music people you know what i mean and mondo music you had people like mainza who were you know very well spoken who still carried themselves a certain way and then along the way i think somebody lost it somewhere somehow like they took away the prestige from the music yeah, and then like there's like a, a a certain um breed of musicians that came through who really don't really they're not really that professional with it, you know what I mean? And then like so you come through and I feel like you're judged 
on those terms you know what i mean like they use them as the yardstick and they're like eh, he's probably just one of them so like i find that pretty hard to swallow like how somebody can just look down on you because of what it is that you can do yeah and then like it's not easy to there's a whole lot of partnerships that we can do with the corporates but then for some reason man like zambia it's it's a it's a bit hard to sort of sell that you know to to them just saying look i reach out to a certain you know uh demographic yeah. work with me if you have a product that you're trying to sell to this type of yeah so i think those are the two challenges that i have faced so far man like yeah other than that some things are just expected if you go out in the public just know that you know you will have people notice you sometimes it's not always pleasant sometimes it's you know sometimes people say negative things about you or whatever but you know once you go out just be ready Wait so if, like mm-hmm. so you have people that have the guts to come up to you and say like some dumb shit yeah pretty much man pretty much like you know there's it depends on what crowd you're in that's why like i love like ghetto crowd man like you know people oh, just come up to, yeah like they'll just come to i'm a much panga i'm a much panga and i mean like you want to hear messages like that but then like where you you sort of ish, i don't know how to how to break it okay like i love the copper belt with all my heart and please i know you look for a punchline for this please don't <laughs> in kitwe it's wild but yeah i remember this one time um in Kitwe, like we're st- we stopped by uh, this spot with the legendary shawarmas, like to just get something to eat, mm. and then like dudes were sort of sort of showing love. I say this because they were like, "Wazun fam tramun fa we nemu batkuno tulapono na." So like, <laughs> um, okay, <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. And then there's just like there's times when you know uh, people just like throw like subliminal shots at you. Yeah, you step in a place and you know, a musician wa mona mzambi ndi problem. You know what I mean? Like they just say some a musician vanjara or whatever, something like that. Yeah, yeah but then there are negative people like that. Even before um, you know, I I got into the limelight. There were still people who just by your appearance, they'll still pass like silly remarks or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you just have to be ready. But then like I've also had like extremely cool experiences. Like this one time I stopped by this rib spot in Livala, which is like it's got Ish. the best ribs it was like close to midnight so i i stopped there and then there's two ladies who were sit, who were sitting by the counter waiting for their food so like i placed my order and then one of them recognized me the other one didn't and then you know they uh, they turned to me and i'm like oh snap this is that dude and then like this one lady she just started breaking down her life story to me dude yeah like she was just talking about how you know she ended up having a miscarriage because of the fact that her boyfriend wasn't taking good care of her or whatever and you know he he denied the child and all of his stuff man like this was personal stuff yeah so she's telling me all of this and she's like nah i should come on like it wasn't even like in a flirtatious way it was just one of those like i appreciate what it is that you do it was kind of weird but i sort of get it because like we try and present ourselves in a way that you want the fans to feel like they know you personally yeah, yeah. yeah. so you have all these things like you involve them on instagram or on snapchat or whatever like you know they feel like they're in your life so like when you meet them you also have to like remember saying okay you know what i've given them so much of myself they actually feel like they know me so like yeah. when they get their chance to share their stories like you know that's how it is so like it's it's, it's been a while like it's taken a while to actually understand that part of the 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 job but yeah i think it's slowly starting to sink in okay so have we heard your story though like your complete story has has the world heard 
the real dope G, like the side, because I know for a fact there's a side mm. of you that you probably hide. Ish, I can't put everything out there, man. Like I, I owe it to myself to sort of still, you know, have a bit of, and that's where the human side comes from. You know what I mean? Like I still have a very normal life that I live, that you know could be as good as any like the next guy even a person who's a fuel attendant or a person who's a an accountant somewhere or whatever like they go home to a very real life i do have a real life that i live or whatever so yeah there's certain things that i just don't want to put in the public yeah like yeah but i do i i let out quite a lot you know what i mean like you know if you want a story about my upbringing there's probably a song somewhere which actually does yeah yeah so i want like I won't spill out everything on just like one body of work. Like if you're a real fan, you'll go searching. It's like, oh, snap. You know what I mean? But then like the little, little things, like there's a time when I mentioned my nephew's name on uh, on our first album, on Walking on the Moon. And then like years later, dude, like this one guy just tweets me asking how my nephew is by name. You know what I mean? So I was like, eh. it's a bit weird, but you just, that's when you start to realize just how powerful the media is, man. Like you never know who's listening. Yeah. Yeah. I take you back to the mixtape days mm. like you the the talking my shit mm-hmm. album that's the very mixtape. first time we're actually saying that on, on record dude. So <laughs> <laughs> feels good yeah I had to make like TMS yeah, yeah telling my story telling my story yeah my shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes sir yeah that the mixtape was mm. I think like you you really like I would say put yourself out there like it was very vulnerable I mean it was it was it was eclectic, eclectic I would yeah. say like you went you bounced around with the sounds and mm. and what the, the subject matter yeah but I would say the most notable thing about it is you telling a story about your family yeah is it your grandma yeah yeah, yeah, your yeah. Grandmother? pretty much it was the most influential um figure like for example we have like people of all tribes in my family dude like you've got lozis you've got hoo-hoos but then like we only have like we all just speak bemba she was the bemba in the family yeah so she was pretty influential you know what i mean yeah so um is there anything so far that you feel you shouldn't have put out is there anything that you regret letting out Mm. to the public no not necessarily man like the the only like i have to think about what it is that my family um thinks about what i put out for example yeah like you know sometimes i'll for example like i will speak about my father and then like the same man he was a hero and a villain to like different siblings you know what i mean so it's it's a bit it's a bit sensitive yeah so i really just have to consider the feelings of like you know the next person the family and these are the people that i deal with in my day-to-day life a lot you know what i mean yeah so like their feelings i've learned to consider them a bit more yeah so before i put out anything that's personal which will affect somebody else like i i mostly think about it yeah. yeah so was he a hero to you um well not necessarily no 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 no. but i could see the efforts he tried or whatever but then like unfortunately he was taken away before you know we could could vibe to that point but the beauty is the people that he was a hero to we have gotten so close that you know 
um i'm able to hear some of the stories or whatever you know what i mean and like now that i'm an adult i really really do relate to you know a lot of things like i sort of understand more because adulthood is it's pretty hard man it's pretty hard so how did so, that affect you growing up uh, i used to i used to whine about it when i was younger but then like i always say for everything that i was deprived of man like i was always compensated so i won't say i'd never had father figures in my life mm. yeah it's just that when i was young i felt entitled and i was being spoiled and you know there's there's just like this expectation you're like okay you know what if it is not chicken pie i will not take beef you know what i mean so <laughs> yeah man but i mean you know shout out to the people who took it upon themselves to also be just like the father figures in my life you know what i mean yeah so even in the smallest way dude like it's helped shape me yeah so i can't really cry about you know the things that the relationship that i wish that i had with my father and the times and that's the beauty with him like he was so charismatic like the times that we used to vibe we would vibe you know what i mean yeah so of course i do wish that I, uh, he was there a bit more but i was compensated man like i'm not even bitter no more it's just like yeah i could tell you like for me like my my dad passed away when i was my like what six six fifth grade mm-hmm. somewhere there and um like i was the number one guy like in class mm-hmm. right because yeah. i was trying to please him mm-hmm. like so like i'd be reading all the time because i wanted to mm-hmm. make my dad happy yeah and then when he passed away, it's mm. like, there's no one to impress oh, anymore. Yeah. Mm. So then I became passive in class. And yeah. I never understood why until mm. after school. Mm. Then I realized, like, that's why, mm. you know. Yeah. So, like, there's always, when something is taken away from you, there's mm. always, like, effects of coming. Yeah, of course. I'm not saying I was the dumbest guy mm. in class, like, after <laughs> that. It's just... I would if I was number one before I was mm. probably like number five yeah. or four. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So mm. and I would also say I had some father father figures, mm. you know, o- along the way. But you know, like the the original mm-hmm. guy exactly. obviously has the most chicken pie. <laughs> <laughs> the chicken pie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that guy is the one that mm. you know, like has the most influence on you. yeah true yeah true and no, i hear you man like there's times when i sit down and i actually just start to think i'm like okay you know what what would i actually be if this guy was yeah not only still too. alive but actually active in my life yeah because i'm pretty sure he wouldn't have let this whole musician thing slide you know what i mean yeah so <laughs> <laughs> not as a first choice no yeah because you know how it is with mothers man like you can let certain things fly like i can relate to the whole grades thing as well because like I used to be bloody brilliant in primary school, dude. Like, I was so good. But then, like, in grade 8, I think, I learned how to get away with failure. So it just promoted my own laziness. I was like, wait, you mean I can fail and make up an excuse? Or even just, like, I don't know. Yeah, so I do hear you on that, man. I do hear you. Mm. Mm. So, like, what keeps you going? And, like, I mean, like, away from the father figures that you've had, Mm. you know, going up like what's your self-motivation to not let your childhood mm. sort of um affect you in a bad way <laughs> reality because <laughs> i can be out here whining about <laughs> i mean like it's acceptable to do it when you're 16 dude not when you're 28 you know mm. like at this point you're mapping out your own um your own path 
And then they say that, you know, when you're born, you resemble your parents. When you die, you resemble your decisions. Mm. So, like, what decisions am I making right now? Like, what will people see when they look into my casket? You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, like, you start to realize just like, okay, you know what? All this short-term stuff, like, focusing on the past, like, all of that stuff does not matter. By the time that you're passing on, people, like, or even when you have to explain to your kids why, you know, certain things are not happening, they won't hear that story about, ah, nah, you know what? I didn't have a father, blah, blah. Like, they won't, you know, you've had your opportunities, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, like, I think that's that's the biggest realization, you know, just like, yo, you need to to do it for, not, like, for yourself, you know, yeah, for yourself. It's not so much self because, you know, somebody else will come and benefit from it anyway, but then, like, there's also things that we're benefiting from because somebody else made the sacrifice in the past, so, yeah. So you look at yourself as a father one day, isn't it? I may or may not already be a father. You know hey. what I mean? So, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. And then um, on top of that. Yeah. But like, you know, at this point, look, I'm, I'm grown, dude. Like, yeah. It's, it's not like I need to or, like explain anything like that to anybody. Yeah. So. If it is, it is. If it's not, you know, yeah. But, like, I also have, like, very active... Um, I'm the favorite uncle in the family. And even, like, the youngest cousins, they look at me like an uncle. Mm. Yeah, so I also just owe it to them to sort of just, like, be an example. Yeah, because most of them will tell me, nah, I also want to be a musician. Like, I feel a certain type of way when they tell me that because, like, I see what is wrong with the industry right now. But I'm like, okay, you know what? I can't keep telling them, no, don't be that. I mean, like people did tell me not to be what i am today but that's what i wanted to do so i just feel like you know it's it's nice to sort of clean up the arts industry just to try and create so many other ways for people to for it to actually be sustaining mm. so that you know when my own child or my nephew or my niece actually comes through and they tell me all of this stuff like i i should just be comfortable just like okay we yeah we cleaned it up so well there's a system yeah but i know it's it's going to take the effort of a lot of people yeah, and I think, um, like I always say, man, it's harder because of, like, you know, pressures that people have or whatever, you know what I mean? So if I turn down a show for four grand today and then there's somebody who has rent due, which is right about four grand or three grand, you know what I mean? And somebody goes and offers him that same amount, same money, they'll take it. Mm-hmm. So that way, like, setting standards suffers. But, like, you know, yeah, I just really, really hope that we'll find a way to sort of go around this whole thing. Yeah, because, like, music is the only thing that has not gone up over the past couple of years. Everything else, like, millimeal, rent, transport, yeah. gas, the dollar, everything. Yeah. But you still sell CDs the same price that we used to sell them in the past. Like, most artist fees are the same from the time that we entered the game or whatever. And it's it's pitiful, really. It's pitiful, yeah. So how do you maneuver around that? Because that sounds very tricky. Put in the double time, my dude. Mm. yeah so you have to be on your toes i personally for me to survive this i sort of had to downsize my life so much Mm. yeah because like i'm making quite a few sacrifices just to make sure that you know the music comes out a certain way and um yeah everything that requires financial whatever like i i need i invest from my own pocket so yeah i had to downsize my life pretty much but i'm i'm okay with that it's a worthy sacrifice because i do believe that you know something will come out of it downsized like mm-hmm. were you like seven room <laughs> bedroom house downtown? no not necessarily i mean <laughs> what are you talking about there's exactly? certain luxuries that i grew up um 
accustomed to okay i didn't grow up accustomed to them but like you know i met them somewhere somehow in my life you know what i mean but like i sort of i'm okay with not having them right now i know that you know with my level of education or whatever and it's not much let me not say it like it's a phd or whatever <laughs> yeah but like if i had to go with that i'd still have those luxuries you know what i mean but then i wouldn't have as much time to put into my art and stuff so it's a sacrifice that i'm willing to make for now yeah and for the kid that you may not may or may not have <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 i mean like yeah but you know when it's when it's game time and it's game time you know what i mean like i i i've made my sacrifices for the culture right now yeah but then there's a certain point where like all that like passion and patriotism and all of that stuff like it sort of flies out of the window That's for true. for real life yeah so i'm lucky to still have the luxury of being able to maneuver some of these things but like at some point it won't necessarily you know so that's why we're trying to work towards a certain position in the game and i've seen like people do it like i've seen guys who who are living a life fit for bank manager for example you know what i mean yeah i won't lie. i'm not quite there yet yeah but i'll be damned if i'm not going to be there by next year <laughs> gosh darn it yeah 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 Right, so man, like, I guess you know the the music industry is not so different from the radio industry. No, it's, it's not. It's very, very similar. All the mm-hmm. stories that we hear, yeah, like we we could totally like mm-hmm. relate yeah. because I don't know, like the, the when it comes to creatives, like mm-hmm. the arts in in this country, it's I think we're slowly getting to a point where it's going to be totally respected mm. but at this point it's just like you know mm. yeah it's it's cool i was talking about this with fanatic like it's that thing where you you also mentioned it like where it came from there mm. was something that went wrong somewhere yeah true. and you know everything got messed up mm-hmm. and now it's like what are we going to do to exactly. get it to a point where you can walk into a place and mm. no one will try to downsize mm-hmm. you from what you actually are. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, <clears throat> I've almost gotten into radio before. Oh, for real? Yeah. And uh, I was scared. I was just like, nah, the the, the frustration probably, like, because I'm coming from, like, music, which is also pretty frustrating. And then, like, I looked at, like, what they were offering per hour or whatever. I'm just like... Ooh. Yeah. yeah and it wasn't like the <clears throat> biggest station that you know um was offering that but you know it's um i do feel the 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 plight that the struggle or whatever like f- that uh, the radio industry goes through but then the beauty is also that um you've seen some people actually like find loopholes yeah so i really respect the guys who who are sort of like setting this new precedent altogether you know what i mean like you know big homies like chi you know what i mean like i see yeah man big shout out to chi like you see just excuse me how much work he puts in you know what i mean and like you you have hope and then like the ogs as well man like there's almost like an entire crop from like um phoenix i think like the the zacks the more funkies the you know what i mean like uh guest groove like these guys just like when you look at where they are right now it's just like wow you know what i mean like these gents actually did manage to yeah so and i i see i see that in quite a number of young djs as well 
I won't mention any names or whatever, but like, yeah, I I can safely say there's hope, but then we can't all wait until like we're we're older and stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I know this young guy from <clears throat> from uh, YFM, and like when you look at the way they are respected, that side's just like, dude, yeah. yeah so I'll encourage you on one thing though. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you guys are just like us only that the spotlight isn't necessarily on your image per se but then like with the changing of things with um social media and all of that i've noticed that some dj's don't try and brand the same way that artists do but i think that you know i think it's at that point where you do need to get to that point yeah 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 so it's it's uh i personally like i hate the that 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 side of the the business where i sort of have to look a certain way but i guess you know end of the day people will look at your look or whatever and you know just sort of judge you from that so yeah man i think for the sake of corporates and jobs and all of that stuff and just pool like social media pool and reach and all of that i think it's worth it it's worth a shot mm. yeah so yeah i hope i won't be the only one with like a jazzy jeff hairstyle next year just to sort of draw attention to myself <laughs> hint hint chromes <laughs> oh my word <laughs> suggestions, suggestions. <laughs> but yeah you, you're also into acting as well mm. like how how different is the acting um the, the acting industry the film industry let me call it that from the music industry is it, is it different creative industries and that are just a bit difficult but the thing with me is like i went in there already knowing the 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 expectation that i had from it yeah like i knew what i had gone through where the music is concerned and like i had a certain standard that i was not willing to go below yeah that's how come like so far i've only done two projects i've been offered a lot more but then like some things just looked shaky from the jumps so i was just like nah fam i'm not gonna leave one struggle to come through to another yeah but then like i've, I've seen sadly like i know some people will probably get mad at me for saying this but like i've seen some exploitation on that side as well you know what i mean and it's sometimes when people are trying to build an industry right some people will take a certain standard because you promise that the future is going to be better but unfortunately when people sort of start making money off of you there's times when people become greedy you know yeah so they don't end up taking care of the same people who helped you make that that money so i've seen like some people just going through like the worst conditions man these are people who are extremely talented in what they do but unfortunately they don't have that hustle aspect to it and you know if you have it figured out and you're from the same industry you know what i mean like you know like when dr dre said i used to be a starving artist so i can never starve an artist you know what i mean like i really feel i wish more people were like that you know what i mean yeah but ish it's it's a crazy environment to work in Zambia man like it's it's a lot of things are really really you know most are starting out or whatever you know what i mean so yeah i really pray for the best cuz i've seen some things that i don't particularly approve of on that side of the world as well okay yeah so are there like some projects coming up with the acting side of you um i'm hoping so because like 2017 um a little less music Yeah, so I'm really hoping that, you know, we have something. But we've got Fever season 2 pending. Oh. Yeah, 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 so that should be something. 
if I get a call back, I might find a killed off my character. I'm here <laughs> promoting things, but yeah, I've, I've I've got my fingers crossed. But and I really just want to try and do a bit more TV. Yeah, so I have a few ideas here and there. So I'm hoping that I can put that together and um, try it out. It could be a TV show. It could be an online thing because, like, I personally spend more time online than I do watching TV. Yeah, so. I feel like there's a there's a huge opportunity on on the internet. Yeah, but then like of course because people are not paying up front, it's not like you can do a Netflix in Zambia yet. Yeah, so most of the things would probably need um help from maybe corporates or whatever, but then like there's there's huge potential. And yeah, so it's online marketing. I'm just trying to understand that part of the business, but like yeah, creatively I really do see an opportunity to actually put something on online. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So coming back to the album, when are you ready to drop it? You say you feel it's ready to come out. <laughs> so. Yeah, now I always drop dates <laughs> or whatever. I think the best thing to say right now is that it will come out before the end of the year, definitely. Um, I have practically everything, you know what I mean? I wish I could actually sample some joints, but I don't know if... All right, let me just play what could be my next single after the next two singles that I drop. It's... Right. Um, it may or may not be my next single. It's something that I uh, <laughs> did with my man Kaladocious. And there's a new group called um, Canon Basics Exclusive CBX. So they're under so good. They're more of a, like a quartet. They could be a gospel group, I think. Yeah, but like, you know, um, got to work. So this is like unmastered on what it's a very it's not a hip-hop joint i'll tell you it's straight (laughs) yeah but um produced by my man did a steeze so there we go that's playing from my phone that's kalidocious not cbx in the back Yeah, dude, it could be one of my favorite artists right now, dude. I'll tell you that straight. Yeah. So I don't play much of it. That's just like the hook coming in. That's all you get. <laughs> you don't get no dope G there. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, I don't have too much stuff on me because, like, um, I overplay my music and I start feeling like I need to make changes. So, yeah, like, most of the stuff is still in the studio. But, like, yeah, that's the joint that I did Sounds with Kaladosh, man. Yeah, ish. Like, you should hear it. Like, proper speakers and stuff did a spazzed out on the beat, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, yeah, that's one of the joints on the album. Yeah, but unfortunately, because like December is a really bad period to drop um, music because most of the networks they uh, close, so you can't submit your music like even if it's a music video or whatever. Like you can't submit it to to the networks until is it second week of January somewhere there? 
yeah they because they get back into the office. exactly yeah and even when they get back it's pretty busy so it's yeah but this might have to get pushed as a single to next year but then like it'll definitely be on the album so people can listen hmm. yeah you know that sounds like you're not dropping the album this year no no i am dropping the album this year <laughs> now what i mean is you know how a single is like sometimes you have an album because i'm having like a minimum of <clears throat> 14 songs on the album that's minimum okay. yeah if i change my mind about some of the other songs it might have more but then like people don't necessarily have that attention span or whatever so there's times when somebody might even have the album they played once or twice and then like when the single drops they're like oh snap you know i played this joint on the album yeah so yeah it's not everybody who appreciate like a full body of work unfortunately mm-hmm. yeah so i guess it's just the new culture because like singles are hyped up so much yeah so shout out to the artists who are still putting out like full bodies of work man like it's a good thing no i am like i'm about to put out a full body of work dude (laughs) and that's why hence the delay you know what i mean Mm. like i really just want to have like a pretty solid project and i have learned so much like i'm dying to go in and do another one but then this one i'll take more time with it like the next one yeah why is that what 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 experience <laughs> have you um achieved or achieved from this i used to break down music in just words because like i'm a lyricist that's the, my strongest point like you know I'll, I'll write stuff and i'll try and see how you interpret it or whatever but then like where the music side of things is concerned like i never used to care <clears throat> like i've been trying out my thing you was singing and stuff and like you know i wouldn't know what key i'm singing in yeah. and all of that stuff yeah but then like i've been learning slowly by slowly so i've learned more stuff and you know i've um i've got like a band that i practice with and um just seeing how they play the music as well because that's like how i'd love for it to be presented to the public so yeah i think that that is um it's very very important as well so i feel like if i knew some of the stuff like even like you know the stuff that i'm learning with the band i'd have actually put in those little things while the music was being made yeah just to make it easier and you know smoother when it's actually being performed so yeah I mean, I like I really appreciate your your artistry I should say because um, I'll say like a lot of people are not putting in a lot of thought mm-hmm. into their music which is something that was a major factor like you could hear it in, in music that was being dropped like mm-hmm. in in the early 2000s yeah you know Zambian music you could mm-hmm. hear like even like Exile's album mm-hmm. like the, the Soul Lucky album you could yeah. tell like even the fluidity of how you know just the way it was structured from top to bottom mm-hmm. you can tell like they put in so much thought yeah and i think uh, i don't know what could be the reason why that art was lost a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of stuff has been lost along the way <laughs> when it comes to music mm-hmm. and seeing you kind of like bringing it back is mm-hmm. is pretty dope like i mentioned the um, I don't know if I tweeted this. I think I did. Or maybe it was like a something that I thought of tweeting, but mm-hmm. I didn't. Uh, the my, my Hair Joint mm-hmm. sounds like one of those Zambian songs from the early 2000s. Like oh, yeah. really good mm-hmm. Zambian music. Oh, yeah. Fused in with mm-hmm. the current. And then oh, you yeah. make something totally mm-hmm. new. I appreciate that, my dude. appreciate that. So do you necessarily listen to that old stuff? sort of get some inspiration in a way Mm, to be completely honest with you like i that period of zambian music 
I'm not extremely familiar with unless it was colossal you know what i mean like i listened to the mondo music period that i definitely listened to yeah so i mean like i listen to like a daddy zima's record today and i get jealous at just how good the the mixing and mastering is on that joint and it's just like wow i wish we could still do this but i you know you know their environment was more structured those you know a lot of money that went in and they'll still actually get the money out of it like from sales or whatever like yeah so things are a bit different now but um there was a period that came through uh later on like the sling beats it's not every artist out of sling beat like you know how it was with mondo like every single one even guys who never went beyond the rhythm nation project like we used to listen like yeah. there's that dude kumawa for example yeah. geloa you know what I mean? like yeah. i don't even know if you put out any more music after that but then like we were listening to these dudes dude yeah but like um with the sling beats period i didn't listen to everything that came out from that period yeah of course like everybody knows some chameleon you know what i mean like the the another day album i knew every song because like the the bus that i used to get from school they used to play that practically every day that's how come i ended up knowing every single song on that but like if you tell me about namanje that's like these are people that i've had to do research on i didn't necessarily listen to them then yeah i've heard their singles now um oh really like, yeah hamova no, Hamoba himself, I got introduced to Ish. Hamoba was in Namanji. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like the music that they put out together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even the other dude who was in Namanji, I don't even know his name, dude. Yeah, like it's that bad. Really knew his name. <laughs> <laughs> like, who was that dude? Yeah, <laughs> it's man. Same with Camouflage. Like, yeah. Uh, we only knew like one, one of the guys yeah. and the other one was mm-hmm. like, uh, you know. Exactly, yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, there's that. There's a period that in the middle, like, which just really didn't really appeal to me. Like, I felt like we had lost something because, like, you're coming from like that mondo sound, yeah. which was so rich, and you know the artists used to pre- present themselves in a certain way. And then, not to say like sling beats, I know they've had, you know, they they had some legends who came up, but I I just I wasn't really on that. I think that's the time that I was studying hip hop from like out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when it came back, when was um. Okay, there's certain songs which I'd get introduced to because, like, uh, I hope no kids are listening to this. Like, when I was a teenager, I used to go to a place called Jam in, in Woodlands. And, yeah, 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 to turn up or whatever. Yeah, so, like, I never used to listen to Zambian music, but then, like, one of the first times when I went there and it was so turned, dude, like, they played a, a Hamoba song. Um, What's it called? Like, song was that? It was something about... I know you're not mine, but I'd love to get you or whatever. Like, he was talking to a girl. How can I forget oh, that I song, dude? I know dude? that one. The one with the... has a lot of piano in it. Do-do-do-do-do. Do-do-do-do. Yeah, yeah, So, like, I heard that for the first <laughs> time. And because, like, it was so turned, dude. Like, I, I went looking for the song. I was like, whoa, who is this dude? And, yeah, yeah. So, there's some songs which which I could mess with. Um, I actually messed with the Crisis album. Yeah, like I caught... Um, uh, it's not How to Rob. What was that joint? Like where he was robbing celebrities or whatever. Yeah. yeah. The 50 Cent Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I heard that on radio and I was just like spazzing out. I'm like, wait, dude, I actually listened to this. And like, this is a crazy thing. Like when I was in grade 12, I was already rapping at the time. And um, Crisis actually came through to speak to one of the clubs or whatever. So I actually went down to the club where he was speaking and stuff. And, you know, it was it was pretty interesting. Mm. Yeah, what yeah, yeah. Do you still remember... 
don't remember. Uh, I do. <laughs> well, really, he was just he was promoting his music, man. Like that was that was the main thing. You know what I mean? I think that's the thing that I remember from it. Yeah, um, we got visited by two big Zambian celebrities when I when I was in high school. The other one was Smooth IK, but I I really remember more of the stuff that Smooth IK said. Yeah, but I, um, I remember like when Crisis got done talking to us, then he just started uh, rapping. It was called "I Wanna Get Paid." Yeah, so he just started doing like the hook, and the whole place was actually just you know going. So I was like, wait, if people can react like this to a song which is practically in all English, you know what I mean? Like. Maybe there is hope for what it is that we're trying to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was a it was a good point to sort yeah. of yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. you feel crisis? Does he get the respect he deserves for for making a bold move to drop an all hip hop English album? Mm. Does he Can get I? the officer <laughs> officer in charge? Can officer we say officer in charge is a mm. classic? In your opinion, is that a classic hip hop album? Um, I don't want to sound like I'm hating, and you probably know the history between Zone Fam yeah. and Crisis and all of that. <laughs> and uh, Officer in Charge, off the top of my head, I remember that joint, and I remember the joint with JK. Yeah, two joints with JK. The two joints with JK. Yeah, it was the uh, one day track. Mm-hmm. That one was I remember. The the party song that they had together. I don't remember that one. So you don't remember that one? no, I don't. So if we're going to say classic, I think we'll have to go back to like Exile, So Lucky, where you remember every song. You know what I mean? Like the standout song. So to me, um, ish, I don't know, man. Like it's it's um, it's pretty crazy. I feel like he did his thing, though. You know what I mean? He did his thing. Um, I won't try and sugarcoat it. Like you know. Uh, a person like Slap is more influential to me because of maybe where I grew up or whatever. Or, yeah, I feel like, you know, Slap from the time I heard Sembe Sembe Savings, you know what I mean? Like, I felt like it really did touch my heart. It wasn't just entertainment. It was just like, you know, this is a person who's putting himself in the, the listener's shoes. And, you know, yeah. So, yeah, I feel I feel like on the classic part, I don't know. I'd probably have to listen to it again. Yeah, with no if bias, no whatever. to listen to, to it again, then maybe. No, like I said, you know, you. <laughs> you know how, you know, things were between us and Christ. Or whatever. Like it's, it's, yeah, man. Like how I, did that start? How um, did that beef start? It was a big misunderstanding. Apparently, there's some rapper who used to go tell him um, we were saying stuff about him or whatever. Were you guys saying stuff about him? No, no, no. Um, we, we were in our lane, dude. Like, <laughs> a funniest thing, like when we were coming up, man, like especially verbal, like he would always say, hey, bro, like our biggest competition is Young Money things like that because young money had just come out as a group if you remember yeah and it was just like you know and then like would see people like josie josie came here performed and they changed the way we looked at performances you know what i mean so like we knew where we wanted to be so like locally man like it was very few people that were actually checking for yeah like there were very very few people that were checking so for so it's all in the past man like i really don't want to say it on record no 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 that's cool man like if you go back <laughs> to check the disc records he ended up dissing the same dude but um yeah but uh i think they did a diss song together to us hmm. yeah yeah like yeah it was it was it was pretty messy man it was pretty messy and then like you know there's the whole thing of you know um 
threatening personal violence on people or whatever like we were scared because we knew we knew what he could do you know what i mean yeah but then it's just one of those man like you no no because <laughs> there were some rappers he had clapped dude you know what i mean so he slapped slap d i know like. yeah and there was a dude from pitch black as well that he slapped so ish dude like it was it was scary i won't lie to you like christ's a big dude you know what i mean and like you know you'd see him at the mall and the guys that he used to hang with were really big dudes yeah. as well you know what i mean yeah and he, crisis is like he's like you know real mm. buff yeah he's not really that tall mm-hmm. but the guys he'd hang out mm-hmm. with were like buff and yeah boom yeah real tall. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to mess around yeah with true guys. and even just like not to take anything away from us like he would have handled the situation by himself <laughs> dude you know what i mean like <laughs> crisis was a big dude <laughs> yeah fam so ish like there was that fear but i think that was a real test of like how much passion we had for our art dude like you know he came with us he actually didn't come with all of us he went to jay actually he's gone to jay a lot of times yeah 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 i remember that that was like years later i was just like really dude we're still on this (laughs) yeah but then for somebody that hasn't heard it he said your lead singer is a Cisco he needs more calories? Is yeah, something that? like that. Something like and that. Yeah. Like, hit him back with mm-hmm. disses on a Celine Dion sample track. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, ish. No, but those two, man, like they're ish. I mean, what I heard is they they were the ones that had a personal issue. Is but it? It's like, no, the, no, that, no, no, no. There's such a. You know, the, so many stories on the street. Okay, I'll tell you this straight, man. Like, this is probably <laughs> the only time it's actually said on record or whatever. Um, the diss song that Crisis did for us, he actually got Thugger. This is how I know this story. There could be different versions altogether. He called Thugger saying, hey, listen, um, I have a song that I want you on. Okay? And here's the concept. And you know how it is. Like, rappers, we rap like we're dissing somebody all the time. Yeah. So, Thugger went there and he dropped a sixteen. By the time the song was coming out, it had Critic, it had Clapper Hayes, I don't remember who else was on the record, Crisis on it and, as well. And like, it was a full-on diss song, and it also features Thugger, okay? Hmm. So I remember we sat him down saying, hey dude, like, What's what? what on? is going on, my dude? Like, <laughs> And the thing is, Thugger used to mess with Diamond Chain in the beginning. Yeah, when I'm talking about like, you know, when Crisis came to to thing, took up longer boys when I was in grade 12, dude, like, he Thugger had already started buzzing and he was really young at the time he could have been like 15 or something like that you know what I mean like he had started buzzing because of Diamond Chain because this guy heard of him put him on you know what I mean yeah so yeah dude like so we hear the record and we sit dude down and we're like listen like you used to mess with this dude this is this like you know you know what I mean so he's just like ah, nah fam like I was actually tricked so we're like you know what we'll do it this song back Okay, yeah, so, um, yeah. So you guys but, questioned his legacy and all of that. Did a lot of that. Yeah, it was really, like, the whole thing was just disrespectful. Yeah, man, like, it was it was pretty, it was pretty messed up. It was so bad, we didn't want to put it out. Yeah. Yeah, we actually didn't. Like, we put out, like, a little trailer or whatever, but then somewhere, somehow, it leaked. I don't know who who had gotten it or whatever because a lot of people used to pass through that studio so yeah it ended up going out or whatever but like it was just that like you know we're just thinking this guy could actually just like physically harm us and we we had called a meeting like with the the guys that's so good um the diamond chain dudes and ourselves and we just said no look 
we can't be like our industry is so small we can't be beefing let's sit down talk about this let's get to the bottom of this let's just see you know yeah so we ended up we said let's meet at a, yeah so <laughs> we ended up meeting at the no before that uh me and me jay hosted like we had an encounter with him like he ended up meeting us in a in a in a parking lot and we were just so convinced <laughs> we're about to get weaved yeah man but you know i don't know like somewhere somehow it just didn't happen and i am passed by like you guys didn't talk no he approached us dude like we're trying to order something from one of the stores like we're getting something to eat and then he just walks in dude and <laughs> you gotta respect the man for doing that hey, you know what like a whole lot has happened one thing i can't i respect crisis i'll tell you that straight man like he he protected his brand you know what i yeah. mean yeah so there was no disrespecting him you know what i mean yeah so he came at us and we tried to talk but then like you know uh i personally remember being a little intoxicated oh. so yeah so <laughs> there's nothing much that came out of that meeting but then later on no he actually approached us about the same and we started asking questions because we heard that there was a diss song that was coming out mm. yeah so we started asking questions like yo what's going on what's going on what's going on and then like he told us nah um the track is <laughs> i don't want to emulate how it but he just said um the track is called who who shot jr so the whole thing was based on that uh 80s tv show is it um is it 80s or 90s dallas mm. i think dallas yeah where there was a dude called jr and you know i think when you watch entertainment shows they ask who shot jr or whatever like yeah yeah so he based it around that or whatever he wanted that's what he said the song was going to be called so like ah, all right cool then he said now after we spoke about it and you know we implicated one person who was right in the middle he said oh snap then i won't drop the record blah blah then monday i think it comes out so like hey we had an agreement with this yeah. dude you know what i mean yeah so we went into studio we recorded our, our this record and yeah but the thing is it didn't come out just there and then but like it's crazy man there was a time i was driving through chawama and i heard that song and i'm just like whoa <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah i think it actually did do its rounds on a street level mm. yeah but i'm um, um with time man like after that whole thing um there was a time our first channel o nomination he was also nominated Yeah, so we ended up meeting an essay and we kicked it together man just like for Zambia dude like yeah and he was actually performing at the same award show so that was big. Yeah, so one thing you have to respect is like you know of course you will have these funny tensions in the industry, you know what I mean? Like people don't get along and I was the biggest shock that I had when I got into the, <laughs> the industry. I'm like, "Wait, you guys are not but you've got like songs together." Yeah, so people don't really get along but then like when it comes to like a common goal of just like pushing the culture further like you know it's people do unite so that's yeah. a good thing yeah that's such a wow okay that's like undocumented yeah you know yeah some some zambian hip hop history <laughs> yeah it's no i have a whole lot of zambian hip hop history <laughs> you have no idea <laughs> yeah. yeah like um you know I've, it's been fun man like yo We should, <laughs> we should do this again sometime we should, we you know should what I mean? do this yeah, again sometime yeah, man yeah. be looking forward to the to the album coming out Flowers. yeah Ish, now I'm looking forward to dropping it dude I think yeah. it's about time yeah let it just come out and you know focus on the future from there you know what I mean yeah any international collaborations unfortunately no but I did try I tried a whole lot but you know it's uh it comes down to numbers like most of them were asking to check the numbers or whatever and you know when I look at like my hair for example it's almost 50,000 views and like oh snap that's quite a number of views and then like these guys yeah 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 so 
Yeah, I think we're still coming up, and I think Zambia alone cannot get the views up because I don't think we have that many people who actually access no. YouTube like that. Yeah, so I think it will come from these same collaborations. Yeah, so we're still pushing, though. Still pushing. Like, you know, if if um I don't get a person now, I can get them on a remix. I can get them on a different record. I can be on their record, yeah. But I've I've built some pretty good relationships with some african musicians yeah i try not to go with the mainstream guys because like we focus so much on like south africa and nigeria and i think there's africa is way bigger than that yeah so I said on Twitter the other day, like, <laughs> like tv will make it look like mm-hmm. african music is south africa yeah nigeria, uh-huh. and a little bit of tanzania yeah exactly but it's it's broad it like, is when you look at Mm-hmm. Especially with the MTV, the Mamas yeah. that happened, like mm-hmm. they really tried to be inclusive this time. Yeah, and you could see like, you know, like the francophonie yeah countries also mm-hmm. being included. And yeah, stuff, and you'd be like, oh, it's actually some good music. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they have a really rich sound there, yeah. man. Like, um, there's a we're doing research like me and verb and you know we came across like some amazing artists like from say cameroon or ivory coast or whatever like it was pretty pretty interesting yeah Mm, so stay pushing man stay pushing all right man so dope g on roll conversations with chromes (laughs) thanks man thank you for having me dude Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.